Welcome to episode 48 of Comic Book Physics, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. Now this month we're actually going to be starting part one of a three-part episode. I thought that, knowing that we're going to be ending with episode 50, I could take a look at all the powers of Superman. They've been requested individually, but we've also had requests for just Superman's powers in general. I figured he is the first modern-style superhero, and he has what I knew was a lengthy list of powers. So my plan was to do that for episode 50. Turns out his list of powers is a lot longer than I had anticipated. The most complete list I found is at ranker.com slash list slash all dash supermans dash powers slash ranker dash comics, which includes 51 documented powers that Superman has. So as we're building towards the final episode, I'm going to be going through the powers in that list. I'll be going through eight powers this episode, 17 in November, and then I will finish the list in an exercise finale in December. So let's dive into the list with the first power that we're going to be dealing with today. Now it is a ranked list, so I'm starting with power number 51, and the eight that I do will be 51 through 44. Next month it'll be 43 through 27, and then in December, the last 26. So power number 51, Super Makeup. Like a lot of these, it's not completely sourced. It's just a photo of a single panel. And Superman is using his X-ray vision and his telescopic vision in combination to listen in and observe as Lois tells Perry that she's not worried about the golden dart. She's sure Superman will protect her. And Superman is thinking, of course, but first I'll use super makeup to impersonate the golden dart so that, quote-unquote, he can ambush Lois when she comes out of the planet building. So apparently he has super makeup. The rest of the issue isn't here, so I don't know if that's just Kryptonian technology or if it's a power he has. If it's called makeup, I would say it would have to be Kryptonian technology, because if it's a power he has, that's not makeup, that's shape-shifting. So in terms of whether or not this one gets a pass, well, advanced Kryptonian technology, there's no reason they can't have advanced makeup. So power 51, super makeup, gets a pass. Power number 50, playing possum. In this one, he's actually shape-shifted into the shape of a chef as he's lying on the ground, but he's temporarily halted the beating of his heart, just one of his little accomplishments. Now, with meditation and practice, one can be calm enough to slow the beating of the heart, but humans cannot actually stop and restart their heart completely with a thought. Now, that's humans. We have seen a lot of things going on in nature that are a little bit different than what we're used to. We can have creatures with different numbers of chambers to their hearts. There's a type of microbe that looks a little bit like an insect crossed with a sandworm from Arrakis that can be completely frozen and killed and then brought back to life in the right temperature setting. So while there's nothing on Earth that can just stop its heart with a thought, I'm not going to rule that out for Kryptonian physiology. It may be something that works for them. So again, that's a pass. Power number 49, control over ants. Now the image here is actually the cover of Action Comics number 296. In this issue, Superman has been exposed to red kryptonite, and his head partially takes on the attributes of an ant, and he is controlling giant ants. Now, in terms of controlling, this doesn't work. We've got giant ants, which don't work. As you increase each dimension of a creature, you are increasing its volume by a factor of three. So if you multiply all the dimensions so it's twice as long, twice as wide, twice as high, the volume is now eight times larger than it used to be. 
However, the cross-sectional area of the limbs that it uses to support itself only goes by the cross-sectional area, so that's by squared. It's called the cube squared law. So if you take something the size of an ant and just increase it proportionately until it's the size of a person, it's not going to survive. It'll be crushed under its own weight. So giant insects on that scale just cannot be a thing. Now, you can have insects develop that are larger than ants considerably, but that's their natural size. It's not some inflated growth size. Now, in terms of controlling ants, it's described as control over ants, but in the comic is just communication. They're just simple-minded creatures. When he says, hey, come over here, they just do what he says because they're used to following leaders. Now, red kryptonite having these effects, that part is a huge issue. So if we did have an alien with physiology similar to the ants that can communicate through antenna with sense the way they do, there's nothing I could see that's opposed to that. I don't see how handing someone a different color of radioactive rock is going to have these effects. The whole red kryptonite thing where each piece would affect him differently and only for 24 hours was good for fantasy storytelling for the intended audience, but it is fantasy and not science fiction. Power number 48, Super Projectionist. In this panel, Clark is showing a picture of Caesar. So, Great Caesar, and Perry says, Great Caesar's ghost, an exclamation that was started on the TV series. So, I assume this is a deliberate homage to that. And Superman is thinking that nobody knows I flew here an hour ago and coated that picture with a special luminous paint now to turn on my X-ray vision assisted by my super ventriloquism. So I would debate that super projectionist is not actually a power. What we're seeing here is a combination of his other powers. His X-ray vision, while that wouldn't work by broadcasting X-rays as it's shown here, but really what he's got is glow-in-the-dark paint and ventriloquism to fool others. And his super ventriloquism is not like actual ventriloquism, with Clark's super ventriloquism, his voice really does come from somewhere else. So whether or not those powers hold up is something that we will eventually get to. Super projectionism, that's not a power, that's just a different application of his other powers. Power number 47, super caller ID. As he's waking up, he hears his telephone ringing and his telepathic powers reveal that the caller is his editor, Perry White. We've looked a little bit at telepathy before. There's no difference here. The question is why he only uses his telepathy for caller ID and not for anything else. But there are issues with any kind of telepathy. We need to have broadcast information coming from Perry for this to work at all. And there's conservation of energy issues. There's all sorts of issues. Power 46 is similar to the control over ants, where it's a red kryptonite side effect that wears off and not one of his intrinsic powers. So Superman has been exposed to red kryptonite and he spent most of the time acting as though that red kryptonite exposure made him obsessed with wearing a variety of hats and a whole stack of hats, whereas in reality, the red kryptonite caused him to grow a third eye. Now they're saying that it was stimulating his pineal gland, which the caption says many scientists believe this gland is a remnant of the third eye early man once had in the back of his head to warn him of danger behind. Now, I have no idea where this was coming from. I haven't seen any fossil records with skulls that would have space for a third eye in the socket in the back. Anyway, he, he had the power temporarily, and this probably works better than most of his red kryptonite powers. There is some information about how to grow eyes in his DNA. Perhaps Kryptonians in the ancient days actually did have a third eye that evolution selected against for some reason. I can't imagine why that would work that way. But yeah, he pretended that it just made him insanely common for hats so that people who suspected that Clark and Superman are the same person, 
wouldn't be checking the back of Clark's head for a third eye hidden under a comal. So now power number 45, super lock picking magnetism. Yep, Superman has super magnetic touch that should easily unlock the door to a Colin's room. So he's running his fingers over a lock and using his magnetic abilities to unlock the door. Apparently he can give Magneto a run for his money. So it's not just for lockpicking, this just says he's got a magnetic touch. In order to have a magnetic touch, he would have to have moving currents or magnets within his body. Now, there is some basis for active electrical currents in nature. Look at the electric eel. There are other animals that can produce electric currents within. If Kryptonian blood is also iron-based hemoglobin, then there's a potential that, yes, he could have enough iron and ferrous elements to produce a measurable magnetic field, he would have to produce a pretty tremendous current within his body in order to produce a magnetic field strong enough to pick the old-fashioned lock that he's seen to pick here. So again, being an alien, we don't know enough about the development of his people to say whether or not this is impossible, but if he could produce that level of current within his body, we'd be seeing that power much more often. And the final power for this episode, power number 44, is magic wishes. This is another red kryptonite effect where if he made a wish, it would come true. In this case, he was wishing that Sherlock Holmes was there to help him solve the puzzle, and a version of Sherlock Holmes just appears out of thin air to do exactly that. So again, not one of his intrinsic or long-term powers. So that's it for episode 48, which is part one of Superman's powers. Join us again in November when we look at part two with the next 17 powers on the list. And then back here in December when we finish off the list with the remaining 26. Thank you for listening.